Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Right, just gone for, this is the H&J daily. Those of you who are desperate for Paul Hawksby, uh, I hate to tell you it's Max Rushton, but it's okay. Those of you who uh, don't like Andy Jacobs, we please say that Charlie Baker's here. That's not very nice, Max. It's not very... <laughs> I love I them both. Here. I love them both. I listen to this podcast. Oh, great so show. Hopefully we'll do it justice. Great show. Uh, what are we including in the podcast, Charlie? Uh, we are speaking to Speedo Mick, mm-hmm. Max. Yes. Speedo Mick walking from Land's End to John O'Groats. Or John O'Groats. To Land's End. Which way did he go? He went John O'Groats. Downhill. He went downhill. Easier. Yes. Uh, oh, we had a little chat, didn't we, with we our did. vignettes? Oh, well, the vignettes yeah, were did, in there, Max. Like that. Yeah. You uh, uh, were saying five for eight was short. Yes. Which I took you up on. Yes. How tall are you? Five for eight. Okay. And you're quite short. <laughs> yeah, I am short. Yeah. I look shorter than I am because I'm quite stubby. Oh, I see. <laughs> stubby bacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have long body, <laughs> short legs. Um, like a swan. Measure your legs tomorrow. <laughs> And uh, and also Danny Mills came on. His son uh, has won a, uh, an athletics. Oh, well, he won the British Championships. I shouldn't just say just won a race with his mates. Pretty won, good race. Uh, yeah. Gold. He won gold at the British Indoor uh, Athletics at 1,500 metres. And uh, don't ask me, from the last time we did this show together, oh, yeah. which was New Year's Eve 2019, how much can Charlie remember from that? I was very pleased to just think of one name at one point. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny if you hadn't got it. Uh, and that'll do. Hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Max. How are you? Yeah, fine. Did you have a nice weekend? Yeah, lovely. Yeah, did you watch any of the sport, Max? Uh, yeah, all of it. Because I know you don't like football. No, no, not like outside of here. No. Nope. You're not that into no, it. No, no. You played, didn't you, Saturday? Lost 5 0 to Crouch M Vampires. Ooh. Devastating result. Really affects the total race. Crouch M Vampires. You have to play that at night, do you? Or? No, no, not allowed to play them at night for obvious reasons. Um, no. uh, yes, Southern Amateur League Intermediate Division 4. That is a real blow to our title challenge. But it's, that's life. That's where we are. And now I'm not ready for today's show. Oh, why? Uh, the issue I have is I had a cycle in. The weather is inclement. Mm. In London, I hope it's sunny wherever you are. <laughs> but it's <laughs> <Isn't that> lovely. <laughs> I, I, I came from local he's radio. Simply red, <laughs> exactly. And uh, I cycled here, and I did have some. I put some tracksuit trousers over my trousers, but not they're not totally waterproof. And what it turns out is the, my seat, the seat, i.e., my backside is wet. Oh, right. And uh, I thought what I'll do is I will just I'll go to the disabled toilet. 
Okay. I'll un, I'll derobe. Why the disabled? Well, because you're on, you're on your own, aren't you? Whatever disabled. Well, that's a very good point. Learn. I just thought I'd do it for five minutes, right? Okay. Um, uh, I will. That's what everybody says. Yeah, it's true. And I thought well, I'll derobe. I'll get the the first really good use of the Dyson Airblade. Yeah. No hair dryers in this building. So I went downstairs. I bought a fresh pair of uh, pants. You did. They're a, an airy boxer, and I'm normally a, a jockey mm-hmm. man. But even still, the trousers are still wet. I'm not going to buy some. It was only a suit shop. It wasn't going to money suit trousers. So I've currently got a uh, about five or six paper towels on the outside of the boxers, on the inside of the trousers. Ooh. So like, if, if if one is sort of like falling out of my leg at some point, could you mention it? Well, I'm just pleased you're not wearing shorts. Do you ever have that at school where you forgot your pants, where you were wearing boxer shorts, and then you had to wear shorts, and then you were going down, like playing rugby or something like that, or like crouching down, and you'd have a little fella waving at you just coming out from under no, your shorts no no, no little no. man winking at you no, there just no. uh, out from under your shorts no, never you happened to you that taking Max. this show into the gutter no, you, you? I bet you weren't like this with Paul yeah, you? Did, yeah of course I did straight away you go straight to your blue routine yeah straight away so you sit down and turn into Roy Chubby Brown did you watch the boxing match I listened to the boxing on TalkSport of course it was fabulous coverage on TalkSport it was very good I'm not just saying that excellent commentary as a company man I'm not saying that I considered watching it and then I thought, well, it's late and I've already watched yeah. most of the day. I will go to sleep. And if I wake up, I wake up. I'm 40 years old now. So about 5 a.m. is when I need to go anyway. Is it? So I woke up. I put my headphones on. I lay there next to my wife and listen to the commentary. Oh, nice. And then I, and then I watched it again uh, the, uh, before the show yesterday. And it was uh, it was uh, pretty sensational. In fact, for, for someone who isn't a boxing expert, it looked to me very much like one of those fights that a good heavyweight fights someone who isn't very good. Mm. And obviously, by now, people have rewritten Deontay Wilder's boxing history. We were yeah. just saying before, any of, any of us could beat him now. He's hopeless, <laughs> isn't he? He was always hopeless. That might have been his first defeat. Yeah. Completely useless. How about you, Charlie? I am a boxing expert, so mm. just to go on, come in with that. Okay. Because um, I've listened to a couple of boxing podcasts. So okay, good. Pretty up on it. I thought he absolutely dominated him. He pushed him back and back and back. He didn't let him get a punch. You know, he got, he got one early punch right in the side of his head. You see that big bruise in his head? That mm. looked like it. And then he pushed him back. But it was a brilliant... I didn't see it live and I didn't hear it live, Max, because I went to set my alarm to listen to it and I slept through my alarm. And so I, I missed it. Okay. So I we... missed I missed what... And then I woke up to them saying, that's the greatest fight I've ever seen in my whole life. This is the best thing I've ever seen ever. Um, so I did think we could invite texts in today. Yeah. All so, calls even. Why yeah, not? All calls. What did you sleep through? What yeah. sporting event have you slept through? Great sporting events we have slept through. It's a very simple one. I put it out on Twitter. A lot of people have got in touch already. But yes, uh, 08717 You can text 81089. I suppose the second question, you know, how was it? Well, I didn't see it. I didn't <laughs> see it. The first question will be yeah. good. Things, you, sporting events that you have slept through, please. Uh, 81089. Even better text. if you were there. Oh, absolutely. If you, oh, oh, my If you're at, at the ground. One or two people have been in touch to say they, they fell asleep during Formula One races. I mean, oh, now, yeah. That's the loudest possible, the loudest possible sporting event you could be at. My dad would regularly, Sunday mornings, go, right, I want the television. His only day off was a Sunday. I want, the tele- I want it two o'clock. I want to watch the Grand Prix. I'm watching it. Lots of, sort of huffing and puffing about wanting the television at two o'clock. Yeah. Sit down, five minutes in, asleep. Bang. Just completely send him off. Chris says, Rugby World Cup 2003, I watched every game in the run-up. Had a heavy night out before. I turned my TV on as the drop kick Ooh. was going over. <laughs> it's all the best bit. Edward says, I fell asleep at and during the British Grand Prix in my seat on Stowe in the 2009 <laughs> Grand Prix. How can you Stowe do Stowe Corner. 
Yeah, Dean, I, Dean, I fell asleep at half-time of Liverpool AC Milan. Oh, can you imagine that? Maybe, maybe never woke up. Maybe you never woke up, Dean. All this is a dream. Who knows? Stephen, who I, I uh, hope is a Manchester City fan, I was hungover in bed and I missed the Aguero goal oh. and the City celebrations. All oh, right, this should, this should be a good one, I think. Yeah, I think we'll get yeah. loads of those. Uh, yeah. 89 on the text, please. 08717 at Max Rushton, at Baker's Tweet uh, on Twitter. And if you want to email, you go to the website, talksport.com. No one has ever looked at the email inbox at TalkSport in 10, 15 years. We, we need to dig find some it. out. Let's dig find some out. It's going to be fantastic. It's probably printed out on that old computer paper, you know, with the holes down <laughs> yeah, the yeah, side. Exactly. It's, a massive, it's probably all in the old building. Yeah. Someone go to the old building and they'll find <laughs> Ronnie Irani <laughs> just looking at the emails, <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Speedo Mick walking ah, from brilliant. Uh, John O'Groats to Land's End in his underpants. So, well, he's Speedos. Um, and uh, he joins us on the line. Big Everton fan as well. Mick, uh, congratulations. How are you? Thanks very much, Amit. I'm knackered and I'm still trying to thaw out a bit late. But uh, besides that, I'm absolutely uh, ecstatic. Are you fully clothed now, Mick? I am. I've got my jeans on. I've had my jeans on for both. Two months, two, nearly three months. <laughs> so, so, I mean, what, how far is that? 800 miles? Is it? Is it about that, no, Mike? It's, it's 874. Uh, 74 is the distance from the John O'Groat to Land's End or vice versa. But I've I done a thousand mile walk because I, I, I zigzag across to London and stuff to just to round it up to a thousand. Of course, we got lost a couple of times. I walked around in circles for a few days and all. <laughs> now, now, I mean, I've run a couple of marathons, which obviously pales into um, insignificance compared to walking for a thousand miles. But, but in those runs, I have hit a wall and and most people find that there is a moment in these things I've talked to Jeff Stanning a lot when he's done his walks where you think why am I doing this was there a moment for you when you thought I can't do this loads loads of it especially every time I got up <laughs> literally, literally every time I got up you know after about two weeks of work and you know obviously I had you know, I, I was uh, at the adrenaline you know because it, it just started and the support was there and everything and then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of the Scottish wilderness, and mm. there's nothing there except you in your mind, and 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 you you're in a pair of knickers. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So so you start getting your doubts, and as time's gone on, I have had loads of doubts because the weather. Obviously, we've had a couple of the we've had a few storms, Storm Kira and Storm Dennis. Yeah. Just to give me a little bit of a shoeing as well, just to throw it in. And uh, yeah, so I've had loads of doubts, but I've just come to put one foot in front of the other. Just literally brought it right back to being in the moments, and uh, just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Now, now I can imagine walking around in your speedos in various bits of the country. You get a different reaction to others. So if you're walking through in bits of Yorkshire, say, you might get one reaction. Whereas if you're walking through, say, Soho in London in your speedos, no one would blink. <laughs> <laughs> well, where, where did you have the best public reaction, Mick? Well, you know what? It's literally been the same right across uh, every single day and every place I've been has given me the same reaction. It's been, it's just been fantastic. It's just been smiles and beeps and like, you know, you could see people, people mouthing as they went past in the car, like, like, oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, but it's been a fantastic reaction. I don't know what it is, but I, I it's a combination of uh, me being in the, uh, you know, me being in the pair of speedos, me having a really uh, 
sexy body. Yeah. And the energy that I exude is, uh, is, being, is being very yeah. attractive to everybody. <laughs> um, Mick, can I ask you about well, how many pairs of speedos are there? Is there just one, or, or do you have a do you have a collection? There is. It's just one, and they will be going into uh, the. They'll be going into the museum. I was going to say, oh, so you're not going <laughs> to raffle them off. I'm not sure how many takers you do. And can I ask about chafing, Mick? Uh, oh yeah. Um, oh, Vaseline. Yeah. There's been a lot of chafing. Yeah. There's been a lot. Of you know what I mean? And chamois you know, cream, that's what cyclists wear, isn't it? Chamois cream to Chamois uh... cream. Oh, well, I never had any of that. Oh. I just thought, I just woke up one morning and I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I've got a great idea. I'm going to walk from John O'Groats to Land's End in a pair of nethers. Yeah. And I'm not going to bring any chafing cream with no. me either. Chamois cream's <laughs> the stuff that cyclists <laughs> use to look after the bit between New Year and Christmas. Right. Um, if I was going to say, mean. yours must be like leather, Mick. I don't <laughs> want to... Um, yeah, <laughs> It wasn't all fun, though, was it, Mick? A bit of a sad bit towards the end where you had to go to a Plymouth Argyle game. Oh, it did go. Wait, what was sad about that? No, no, I know, I know you went to an Argyle game. He's a Torquay fan. I'm a Torquay fan. fan, so I just feel a bit oh, sorry for you. Oh, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did, but he won. He won. Yeah, they're won. doing well. And they, and they donated um, £1,500. Oh, fantastic. They were uh, fans. The uh, club and all, you know what I mean, with Rob um, Ryan Lowe. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, great. I've got Ryan Lowe actually saved me. I got lost. This is one of the days I got. I was lost. I was trying to find this um, place that someone had booked me, and uh, I ended up literally in the woods. In <laughs> I was up to my ankles in mud. I was screaming in the woods. You know when they say you can't, you know, you can't, you can't anybody screaming. I don't know in the woods or so. You can't hear the deep fall or something. Like, does it make a sound? Well, that's what I was screaming like a lunatic <laughs> in the middle of the woods. Uh, listen, Mick, finally, finally, you must have had lots of support from, from the football family in inverted commas, and you've raised a lot of money. Tell us who you've raised the money for. Pardon, say that again. Just, I wondered who you've raised the money for and, and just how oh, much support you've had from the football it's, family. It's, it's for the uh, disadvantaged kids in the community. I'm going to do some projects with the kids, and then we're going to do some projects with uh, mental health and well-being as well. But it's, it's, it's my own charity, which I'm just setting up, and it's called Leave, Leave the Lights On. But if you go on to leavethelightson.org.uk, you'll see exactly what's going what, what, what's happening there. And uh, yeah, man, I'm uh, very excited. Where's next? Hear. Where's but, next, Mick? Just before you leave us, where's where's next? Where are you going to walk to next? Well, I'm, I, I, it's got to be somewhere colder, hasn't it? So I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking the Antarctic. I'm looking for some some penguins. Okay. <laughs> um, well, look, we wish you luck with that. Um, be careful. And uh, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us, Mick. Well done, mate. Listen, thanks, lads. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. And it's at the time of the show where uh, if I was with Andy, I'd just sit back and go, Andy, what have, what have you got? I'm a bit annoyed with you, actually, Max. Well, what's happened? Just in the last oh, hour. Oh, I didn't laugh at your Beyonce no, joke. No, just something, <laughs> just something in the last hour. I know you've been told by management to laugh at my jokes, yeah, so if you I have, could, yeah. that'd be good. Okay. No, in the last hour, you keep referring to Mora as, or just lobbing it up to someone five foot eight. Oh, is he not? No, five foot eight's quite tall, actually, Max. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why is, you're. I don't what, know. What it's I'm the average, is, average height at, at most fifty. No, not fifty percent. The average of people listening to this show mm-hmm. today yeah. will be five for eight. Well, max. I wouldn't play them. You as seem a, to be saying no, that they're very short. Point is, if to all of our listeners who are five for eight or under, um, I, I, I like I, some of my best friends are five for eight. Yeah, but what I would say is this: that I wouldn't play them as a target man. Well, and if I was playing you up front, I would adapt. And I'm not paid as much as Joe. I'm not a football manager. Yeah. I would adapt. If I looked at my squad and who I was putting up front was you, Charlie, yeah. I would stop. I'd tell Toby, Toby Alderweireld and Vertonghen not to just play long diagonal balls well, to listen, you. Listen, I'll have you know, sometimes I play football with my son's under 12s team. Mm-hmm. And I dominate up front. <laughs> of course Max. you do. I dominate. I'm right, a okay. boss. Boss them about. Okay. I'm all elbows. But I'd like to say I'm everything. Not, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I I have nothing against short people, but mm. and occasionally I wish I was short just for a day to have a low uh, centre of gravity. How tall are you, Max? Just over six foot. That's not that tall. Um, hang Full on. Mis- hang on. No, no. Oh. Mike says Charlie's comment on the uh, guy that missed Beyonce at a festival. Crazy right now. Didn't get the plaudits it deserved. Yeah, Very sharp for a mid afternoon on a Monday. Thank you. A lot of stuff goes over people's heads. <laughs> I had a great, um, you know, Daniel Coote. <laughs> to be clear, I got it. <laughs> you know Daniel Coote, the, the guy who's been in with all the VAR? David Coote. David Coote, yeah. yeah. A bold move from Coote. Oh, it's lovely, wasn't no, it? I had that all lined up. Like no move. one teed that one up. Got a little thing for you here, Max. Oh, yes, okay. Former Stars in Their Eyes host, Matthew Kelly. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. He's an actor now. Mm-hmm. He's taken drastic measures to ensure he never succumbs to a big money offer for a tell-all autobiography. Would you ever do a tell-all autobiography? <laughs> so boring. Would it? My what would you tell? Was that, the that wasn't the end well. of the story, by the way, but I'm just, that was just a little <laughs> side there's step. Nothing, there's nothing to tell. It's not even, you know, it's not even rags to riches. It's <laughs> moderately comfortable to still moderately comfortable life. Okay. You know? Well, he told Cot- Cotswold Life magazine. Oh, yeah. Big hitter, right, you know. Yeah. I've told my children, if they ever catch me writing my life story, I'm to be taken out and shot. Wow. So at least we know how it ends. <laughs> he, can, he can write the ending and then he can <laughs> go out. Now, do you want to have a guess at who the least jolly workers are in the UK? Is it Paul <laughs> <laughs> Now, who is it? Uh, farmers. 
I know that, Max. Farmers are the least jolly workers in the UK. It's a serious problem, Max. Rural poverty is a serious problem. I'm not okay. going to laugh at it. Okay. Um, well, thanks for thanks for dragging this down. <laughs> Carry on, though. Do you want to know the happiest? You, you use your metropolitan levity on it. Do you want to know the happiest? Mm, lifeguards? Engineers. Oh. Mm. En- what sort of engineers? I don't have any more details than that. It's in the That's all Star. you've got. Uh, uh, it was done by a snack firm for some reason. Anyway, look, if you're a jolly farmer, 81089, dispel... The, uh, the spell the news today. Um, you know, transfer fees are, uh, are really, they've ru- you know, they ruin football. Things are getting too, people get too, too much. It's them. too much. The world's most expensive sheepdog has been sold. Oh, now this is. Do you want to know more, more laughing at farmers? Is this Max? Do you want to? Well, I'm not. No, this lady. Em, I'm going to say uh, shepherdess Emma Gray. Thirty grand. No. Go on. Eighteen thousand nine hundred pounds. For a sheepdog. Shepherdess Emma Gray was astonished at the price paid by a cattle farmer, not a jolly cattle farmer, for a two-year-old black and white bitch. Megan Mm. the Collie went under the hammer uh, for 18,000 guineas that skipped in 1904. (laughs) Skipped an auction market. Have you been to a cattle market, Max? No. Have you not? No. It's It's ever so good. I don't think and I 20, 20, 20, 20, 21, 21, 21, 21, I mean, 22, 22, 22, and me. The thing is, be, know, come by, because, come by. Because, like everybody listening, I've accidentally watched about 50 episodes of Country Fire. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've been to a cattle auction, yeah. but never, I've never actually been to one. You've seen out, Max. Just seen Matt Baker at them going, I'm going to wait for the 10 minute weather forecast. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? I like, yeah. it, I like it on the 10 minute weather forecast in Country Fire. It's not the real weather. So he does it in his jeans. He's, like, yeah. he's a bit more casual, isn't he? It's sort of there. Darren Bett is normally there with, with just jeans and an yeah. open neck shirt on. I'm doing the country fire weather. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's casual weather. What did you say? Darren Bent. I don't think Darren Bent. Doing... Darren Bent. Yes. Is Darren, the, Darren Bent is uh, occasionally does drive. And then he does the weather on country fire. I'd like Darren Bent in one of his rascal coats to do the weather <laughs> forecast next to John Craven. Very good. Do you, want the, uh, uh, do you want the dilemma from the G2 section? Always. Should I act on the crush I have on my manager? Mm, is this you? Uh, it's not have me. you written into I this? I didn't write into this. Uh, no? I'm recently Who is out. your manager? Is it uh, our producer? I, I, suppose, I suppose I play for a number of clubs. Oh, you do? So I've do got quite a number yeah, of... A few uh, managers. got quite a number of managers. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'd, I'd read it out. I'd like fun. to say, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously interested in furthering my career at TalkSport. I'm yeah. open to any <laughs> ideas from management, but I... I You'd sleep your way to the top, would you, Max? Interested in it, are you? Um, Looking for breakfast? <laughs> to, to try and get the breakfast show, right? Yeah. You have to go out on a date right. and do whatever he wants. <laughs> full lot. The full lot with Alan. With Alan. With Alan? With Alan. I'm not, that's sure, that's the date. It, I'm not sure that's how it works. Well, that's how it, it works on the, in this... So is that how thing. shows move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So when Colin Murray <laughs> left and Jim White took over, that's what happened. They that's go what to happened. A, that's why Alan's been doing the, the uh, breakfast show for 20 years. I'm recently out of a long-term relationship. I've developed an intense crush on my new line manager. We have an intellectual connection. I feel we just get each other. Yeah. I'm unsure of their feelings and whether I have interpreted this as a sexual connection when perhaps mm. they see it as merely a strong, positive working relationship. How do I explore whether there's something there and how, if at all, should I act on my feelings? Is the line manager single, do we know? Don't know anything no, about that. That's the all line we know, manager. is it? Yeah. So you've just brought that up for no reason, just... Well, it's just always an interesting dilemma. hanging. There must be some oh, people, just... people... There must be some unjolly farmers thinking that they... They fancy their line manager farmer, their senior farmer. Don't know how farms work. I don't. I know you don't. You obviously have no idea. Too much. Too too city. Do you want to know the peak day to get divorced? Mm, I'm going to say Wednesday. No. 
the last Monday in September. Oh, right, just that one day. The highest number starting proceedings on the Ministry of Justice's online service. Yeah. Uh, the figures debunk the myth that the first week of January sees the most. Oh. Um, uh, uh, someone from a law firm says those in the industry have been trying to downplay the January thing for years um, because divorce tends not to be a decision people make in haste. It's very sad. Mm. Very sad divorce. Now, um, you, you had your 30,000, no, how much? 18,000 pound sheepdog. Yes, absolutely. Okay, but I've got a different sort of dog. You're a bomb detecting robot dog. Oh, okay. They've, they've invented this. The dog was on loan to the police for 90 days from the robotics company Boston Dynamics. Okay, one of my favourite. I've supported them since I was a child. Is that Boston Dynamics? Are they an MLS? Lincolnshire? Is that Lincolnshire? <laughs> Boston Dynamics are definitely an MLS. So, but it looks like a dog. Look, there it is. It, yeah. looks, it looks like a dog. Okay. It got stuck in sit. <laughs> <laughs> it got stuck. Oh, just right. sit. Just who's so, a good who's a good boy? <laughs> so well trained. Who's a good boy? Right. Who's a rollover? Biscuit. <laughs> he got stuck in sit. Is that, got is so, that genuinely got true? Genuinely true. A human bomb technician was later called in to examine the briefcase, mm -hmm. which proved to be a false alarm. Right. So there we are. But yeah, the dog. <laughs> is that dog still there? The dog's just still there waiting for its owner. Like um <laughs> like that what's that film? Greyfriars Bobby, thank you. Turner and Hooch? <laughs> Bobby, anyway, I'm looking forward to finding out which ageing Premier League players go and play for Boston Dynamics in the uh, MLS next season. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Uh, Jack, the Leicester fan, has been in touch. Afternoon, chaps. I'm usually a very jolly farmer uh, going against the, uh, the newspaper reports. Could say I'm not so jolly today after the scandal that is VAR robbed oh. Leicester City on Saturday. Uh, this is Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Max Rush and Charlie Baker with you until four. And we're going to talk to Danny Mills now. His oh, fantastic. son uh, stormed to his first senior title as he grabbed the 1,500 metres gold at the British Indoor Championships. And we can talk to Danny now. Danny, how are you doing? I'm oh, very well, thanks, gents. Yourselves? Yeah, good. Thank Congratulations you. to your son. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, he, he knows for well it wasn't the strongest field in the world because obviously the, the world indoors has been cancelled because of coronavirus. Um, so there were one or two pullouts, but it's just a big relief, really. Um, he won 800 metres gold at European Youth uh, three or four years ago and then had two or three seasons of horrendous injuries um, and, and is now sort of finally only just getting back to where he wants to be. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, when you're, anyone that watches their kids um, that wants them to do well, it, it's a massive relief because there's been many a long journey home mm. where it's um, it's not been particularly nice, should I say. And um, I presume, Danny, you know, you're as, uh, you're an outspoken pundit. I presume you, you are running next to him, yelling at him the whole time. And, and when he hasn't <laughs> won the race, you're in his ear for the whole journey home. Um, in, a, in a way, um, <laughs> sort of. Um, no, do you know what? I, I just want my kids, whatever they do, to fulfil their potential. Um, and that means hard work and determination. And if they do that, then the results are immaterial. The week before, he ran in the, the Muller indoors um, and set a PB. Um, and he came six in that race. Um, and obviously, that was a, uh, more of a world-class field. And, and that's great. It's not always about winning. Mm. You know, you just want them to do as well as they possibly can um, and do what they need to do at times. But, you know, in athletics, unlike football, you know, there are, there are even less days off. Um, I know he's been out this morning. Um, 12 mile run in the snow um, and off to the gym this afternoon there's, there's no there's no rest in athletics whatsoever I was going to say give us an idea of the sacrifices he has to make and you know young athletes have to make when you think about when I think about you know what I did in my 20s and you know how little fitness work I did and how much time I spent just having a nice time 
Oh, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, consider I've got one sort of, you know, I've got one, one son um, sort of in the football world, one in athletics, and the two could not be further apart. There's very, very little support um, for athletes right across, even up to, you know, sort of podium um, contenders um, and medal contenders at, you know, the Olympics and, and World Championships. Nike are fantastic. Um, they look after, you know, a lot of young athletes, supporting them um, as best they possibly can. British athletics do what they can, but the funding isn't available. Mm. But it is literally, it's, it's seven days a week. Um, it's often two, sometimes three sessions a day. Um, you know, if you think, you know, you're an 800 metre, 1500 metre runner, you know, your, sort of your long warm down run the day after a race is, is 12 miles, a gym session. Um, and it's relentless. Um, and, and this is for all the athletes out there yeah. um, that do this. You know, they just go through it day after day. He's lucky. He's got a great team around him. Um, some really good uh, sort of squad mates, if you like, um, down in Brighton. John Big looks after them, Sally Gunnell's husband. Um, and they've got a, a real good group of runners down there um, that sort of support each other and get each other through it. Um, how, how is the youth development and what's it like going to a, a, a meet, Danny? And when you go to a, a track meet, I'm assuming that's what you call it, because it's not like football where you go and you're, you're watching for 90 minutes and that's it. Do you go for the, the whole day and watch the whole thing? Is there a lot of sitting around? Oh, there's incredible amounts of, of sitting around. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is really... Athletics really does need to sort of, I think, be brought into, you know, this century in terms of audience participation. Mm. There, there's sometimes... It's too long between events. Yeah. It's not great for the TV at times. You know, we've seen like things like, you know, the 2020, the Big Bash. Yeah. Now, all, all, the, all, all what other sports have done to make it more of an entertainment and faster pace. I think athletics needs to do that. Uh, but no, there is, you know, sometimes athletes, you know, they, they'll get to the track maybe three hours before their race um, and then go from there. So you generally turn up then, sit around, wait, um, and then obviously it, it's tense, nervous times and, and just wait until they, you know, go out and do their thing. Did you, had, did you notice he was naturally talented early? Would he, would he have good... I'm assuming he's got your sort of twitch muscles and, and your well, na- I, I, natural... I, was, I, I always said pre-season I was worth about 20 million quid. Um, and then the balls came out, and that dropped about two hundred grand. Um, Do you see a missed opportunity here, Danny? <laughs> I, I was I was a better possibly athlete than I was uh, maybe a footballer. Um, but no, it, it was funny actually. Someone said this morning, oh, you know, obviously he might have had the choice between you know football and athletics, and he did well to choose athletics. I think he will argue that athletics chose him because um, he wasn't quite good enough to be a footballer. Um, I think deep, deep down, he'd love to play for Chelsea. That is, that, that is the argument, though, isn't it? That, that, that football does sweep up a, a lot of a lot of sort of everybody, doesn't it? And then yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, for, athletics is great for football because obviously the fitness and everything else inside of it. But football isn't great for athletics. So he, he got to the age of sort of like sort of fourteen, fifteen, um, and decided, look, you know, he wasn't going to become you know good enough to be a make a living out of, of playing football. Mm. But there was a chance in athletics, so decided to, you know, put all his efforts um, into athletics from the age of 15, which I think, you know, was hard. Um, you know, of course, I think still now, you know, he, he looks at some of the championship and league ones and goes, I could do that. And you're like, yeah, no, you couldn't. <laughs> you know, you might, you might be able to run around a bit. Um, that's what, you know, Ma- that's what to, Max is like, Danny. <laughs> well, exactly. Max can't even run around. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, you know, of, of course, I think, you know, in everyone's dream, they want to be a footballer. Um, but athletics is his thing and, and he'll give it a go for for however long um, he possibly can now. But just a quick caveat on that. I did, I sent Max this picture. I did stop at T-Bay Services. Ah, Exceptional. Wonderful. Yeah, this is the Saturday warm-up comedians at service stations. What, tell us, because T-Bay is often voted the favourite service station. Go in the farm shop, did you, Danny? 
I did. Well, there's, there's even one a little bit further north. I think it's it's Cairn Lodge, which wow. has a, is, oh. is very, very similar with the same type of farm shop as well. I mean, abs just marvellous. You know when you get a proper meal? Oh, lovely. You know, and it's yeah. not fast food nonsense. Wow, um, Yeah, no, it's a... It was a nice little stop off. I'm impressed. Okay. I'm impressed. Well, I well, just one question. I had Max Whitlock in the studio just talking about, you know, peaking for the Olympics. And and, and the thing about athletics that I'm sure, you know, you, you say you've got one son in football and one in, in athletics. The idea that in football, you know, yes, you want to peak at the right time at the big game, but you've got so many opportunities to play well and you can have a couple of bad games and it's okay. And that pressure well, uh, on athletics and, and to peak could, at exactly still... the right time. Yeah, you can still do. You can still have an average game in football and win, mm. and come off and, and do all right. You can feel a bit ropey at times, and, and you can you can manipulate that so you still have a decent game. You can't do that in athletics. You know, you, you've got to be at it one hundred percent. There was two athletes in the finals this week. Uh, one in the eight hundred meter final that got tripped. You know, and that's race over. Um, and there was was it you, well. Danny? It wasn't me. <laughs> okay. um, but but it, you know but that happens and you, you can you know you can imagine if, if you're building up to to a final that you've been leading up whether it's three months four months or four years you get to that final and as you're going around there's a clash and somebody trips you up that's it it's maybe, maybe, maybe that's why you, you're saying they should make it a bit more exciting maybe that's the way they could like your dad or your mum is allowed to come on and try and trip one of the other racers up that's just part the, of it mum, mum's Olympic mums and dads race. Yeah, <laughs> lovely. Not, that's, that's just bring the sack race back come on in. With a, come on with a taser halfway through. You do, you do all right there, Danny, wouldn't they? And it's, you'd be looking next to you going, Danny Mill, that's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> uh, listen, Danny, thanks for looks. Congratulate your boy for us. Um, and thanks for coming do. on. No worries. Uh, Danny Mills there. Uh, his son won the 1500 uh, British Indoor Championships. Interesting, we're talking about, you know, the genes that you get. And I was just saying, yeah. when Andy Bressel was on, we didn't say it on air, that Alfinger Harland's boy, Erling Brout Harland, yeah. His mum was a pentathlete, and Erling Braut Harland has the world record for the standing long jump aged five and under. Whoa. When he was... It, Fantastic. Uh, here it is. It was in... Uh, let me just... I've just got it here. How long was it? It was in 2006, 22nd of January 2006, the five-year-old Erling Braut Harland jumped 1 metre 63 from a standing start. <laughs> it's ludicrous, And isn't he it? scored. <laughs> and he got a hat-trick. Can't help but score. <laughs> he got a hat-trick for RB Salzburg, uh, didn't he, when he was five. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me to leave it out. Here we go, Charlie. Uh, oh, yeah. How, how well do you remember uh, December the last 31st? Last year, was it? Last it was year. New Year's Eve. Yeah, five questions, if you remember the last time we were on together. <laughs> Question one, we spoke to Adam Castrell oh. on New Year's Eve, ahead of which major boxing rematch, which was due to happen later in the year? Oh, um... Should Tyson Fury and, and Deontay Wilder. Correct, only just. I think I predicted a seventh round win for Tyson Fury. One point. Uh, who did we get on to react to the breaking news that Ian Holloway was the new Grimsby manager? Uh, Lloyd Griffith. Uh, correct. Uh, European football expert Kevin Hatchard came on to talk, talk about a young player called Erling Braut Haaland. Who did he say Haaland wanted to join? Man United. Borussia Dortmund. Oh. <laughs> um, question four. Uh, the Guardian's women football correspondent, Susie Rack, came on to discuss an interview she'd done with which female footballer? The most famous one? Steph Horton. Megan Rapinoe. Oh. And uh, question five. We looked ahead to a big game in the championship uh, on the 1st of January. Who was playing who? And as a bonus, what was the final score? Um, I don't know who was playing who. 
And what was the final score? The final score was uh, 2-1. Ah, no, it was 1-1. It was uh, West Brom v Leeds. So there we are. Three out of... Two out of five. Two out of five. Hopeless. Go again. Hopeless. was last year. Not good enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. That was the H&J Daily. Yeah. Join us tomorrow. Do. Yeah. One till four. Exactly. Hawksby and Jacobs with Baker and Rushton. Yeah. Rushton and Baker, whichever yeah. way around you want it. Probably Rushton and Baker. B&R or R&B. R&B. Yeah. You choose. Be there. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.